podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for following along today. You can always find us at pathdesign.com and we of course have a somewhat active YouTube channel these days. And uh, of course you can find us on Facebook as well where you will always be notified of updates, um, new episodes being posted. Um, today specifically I am driving in my truck through the super windy foothills highways of southwestern Virginia so I'm do I'm using the handheld today and trying to safely and prudently maneuver these turns so stick with me today it won't be the most professional program that being said I just wanted to jump on here and 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 do a quick audio post about kind of where we're headed next a little bit of a primer if you will of where we're going to be headed with the next video series. I've been doing studying again in 1 Kings for the most part, uh, as, as at least where we started, and I am just continually captivated by the account in 1 Kings, and it pops up in other places as well, but it's the primary text, um, that originates with King Jeroboam, and specifically moves into the part of his reign with the man of God coming on the scene and bringing the prophetic warning to his actions, to what he's instating. Um, and then, of course, the, the curveball when the old prophet comes on the scene. I'm still, I am still fascinated by this account. I don't really know what it is in the specifics of why, but I'm very clear on the overreaching principle that is buried within it. Um, so that's where we're going to be headed next. I've also got something I'm going to be presenting, um, something just a little bit different we've not done before on the program um, that's going to be prevented, presented in video form um, in probably a few days. But I'm going to do a little video, um, I don't know, prologue explanation of what that's going to look like. Again, it's a little bit out of the ordinary for us. Um, but I am, again, finding myself studying the scriptures and, and, and continually coming back to what? And I feel like apologetic towards it because this is what we always do. But I, what, what do we do other than try to present in humility what we hear the Spirit saying in this hour? And everything points back to a caution to the church, to Yahweh's people, the body of Messiah, the ecclesia called out, holy, separate, consecrated people, and this con this constant, ongoing caution throughout the entire Word of God from, from front to back about what? Be careful that you are not becoming a wayward, lawless people. There's no way around it, and, and if that becomes a, a message that's too redundant for us, then, then we've probably already fallen prey to the patterns of the world that, that give us the freedom and the license to do whatever we want whenever we want to. And so what I've basically done in the last two days, I've compiled 18 pages now, and probably 10 of those are just back-to-back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back scriptures 
talking about the overreaching principle of be careful that you are not making up your own ways, that you're not making up your own ideas on how to approach, how to worship, how to bring offerings to, how to gather according to our own ways in the name of God or as we say in the name of Yahweh according to what we think he wants it's such a constant caution and that's why it's tied intimately of course to the account of King Jeroboam because he was you know if you go back and you watch and we'll reference this a lot if you go back and and watch the series um, one that lied one that died in the prototype for the apostate church this is kind of this will be a building upon that and it will be redundant we say this we say we say that word redundantly <laughs> because we believe I'm I'm I cannot escape the need for this constantly to be brought to the forefront of the church Right before her eyes, I, I feel like I'm always to be the one to say, okay, let's talk about the works of Christ. Yes. Okay, let's talk about, you know, we could num- name any number of things that the Christian church just always pulls up a chair and count camps out at. Let's talk about the cross. Yes. Let's talk about salvation. Yes. Let's talk about what it means to be Sanctified, Yes, of course. But all of those things are for naught if we are a people who are lawless. We're, we're, not, we're not within the confines and, and safety of our Father. And therefore, we can't be all these things that we talk about all the time because we're outside of His provision. We're outside of His boundary. We're outside. In disobedience, known or unknown. And so we're going to be talking about that um, as soon as I get that finished. Right now it's just kind of a giant compiled list of verses and thoughts. And I've got to just get it more orderly to actually become an actual um, series of episodes. But please continue to assess your life. And and let me just say this and, and then we'll just we'll make this very brief today. Again, I'm just driving. Oh, there's some deer. I've got to dodge the deer. They're everywhere right now in in our area of the world. Oh, my gosh. I hope they're around in three or four months when hunting season comes back in. But that's neither here nor there, of course. I just, right now in this hour, I am so drawn to men of humility. And I don't mean just humble like the things they say, but I mean like the best I can tell Men who who want to be shown their error. You know what? If I'm wrong, that's fine. Show me. Because my whole trajectory is not to just be a man who, who tells you how right I am, but rather be a man who is, according to God's word now, according to what he says is right and true. Right. Not right in my own eyes. Man, I am... I am hard after individuals who, best I can tell, are examples of this approach. The humble, contrite spirit within a man. 
that, as I say, with, with great regularity is the sign of a man who has been born again and regenerated and humbled is a man who remains so. <laughs> he remains humbled. He remains in the path of the lowly servant walking out his function in the body of Messiah and, and before those in the world yet to come into the body. Man, I want to be that guy and I want to, I want to hang out with men, with their main drive being, you know what? I don't know much. I don't know at all for sure, but I know something. And let's come together. This is what we talked about in the series about the cup principle. Let's come together and you bring your part and I'll bring mine. And and, and, and Brother Jim brings his. And we gather. And in the components of the body that make up the whole we have a chance of better knowing what is true, of what is right. I've got no issue being wrong. I've got no issue being doctrinally off. I've got no problem with that. How many times? Why is that? Because I've given myself now for years to be, be one who listens to somebody else presenting something to me that's different than what I believe. And if it's true, Holy Spirit, in a, in a, in a discerning a discerning, I don't know, action in my life, a pattern of discerning what I hear and what I'm told, I have a much better chance in the in the in the what? The the company of counselors. And just individually finding truth and then telling you how I know it. That's not the goal here. That's not the goal in the body. The plurality of the members is of utmost necessity if we're really going to change if we're really going to grow and as i'm always asking what doctrines have you held for 20 or 30 years that have not changed in any way i mean like they are unmovable untouchable those things are in all of us i find it with great regularity even this morning my wife and i were talking about some things i'm not even going to open the can of discussion specifically to what topic this is towards But it really gets all up in my doctrinal position towards the matter. I don't like being shown verses that disagree with my opinion. In the sense of my natural man, my own understanding. Oh no, (laughs) my Christian upbringing drags me back to something that was just ingrained in me about like, Oh, that's dangerous. You better be careful. You better be careful if you look into something that's not what you believe. You might change your mind. You might change your doctoral position towards something. You better be careful. Oh, friends, (laughs) this can be for our good. If we're going to the Word of God, if we're studying to show ourselves approved towards a matter, and if the Word of God proves us to be wrong, then yes and amen, 20 exclamation points. Let it be so. Let it be so. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. I don't want to be somebody who fights what the Scripture reveals as to being true just because it differs from what I believed up until that point. We've got to be willing to move. It, it's, not, it's not terrifying, friend. It's okay. It's okay to be moved. It's okay. You've been taught more than likely that when you believe this doctrine, you lock it in a vault in your heart, And you throw away the key. 
because anybody coming along might want to deceive you, might want to take advantage of you, might want to corrupt you. It's not always the case, friend. Is not That is not an all-inclusive understanding. Yes, there are many things we always need to guard. We need to guard our hearts. We need to guard our minds. We need to be men who are careful with what we read and what we ingest. We talk about that on the program to no end. But may we not be people who only run to continually reinforce what we already believe. May we not always run to just, well, I already believe the same as this guy, so I'm just going to always listen to him. Man, I just, I'm hungry for opinions that are not my own. That's okay. I'm not scared by that. I'm not afraid. I don't know why I'm talking about that. Perhaps you are. Perhaps you are locked in on a doctrinal position which probably stems from some denominational leaning you have and have had for your whole life. And you, like like all of us in some way, chose to, yeah, I'm going to go that route. That will be my doctrine. That will be my belief. And we often don't ever even crack the door on any other opinion or thought. This is true. We can't argue this away. We cannot debate this this is this is not a debatable issue <laughs> in any way whatsoever i've been in the christian church for my entire life and this is how she functions you choose your flavor of doctrinal belief and you just you find your groove there and you just stay in your lane <laughs> but what about being a people who allow the word of god to constantly redefine what we believe as being true it's okay if, if, if our standard is studying out the Word to see what the words of Yahweh Elohim tell me, if that's my gauge, if that's my standard, man, we're, we're not just good, we're in a fantastic place. A safe, saying that that is a safe place doesn't even cover it. That's our best place, friend. That should be our residence. That should be our abode. And so... Find men who are pointing you to the word. Like, if you ask a question and someone says, well, I think, well, let's be careful how how that, what follows that? What follows? Well, what I think is, I'm just getting to a place where I say, well, this might be what I think, but I'm I'm just not clear what the word says. Because not everything to me in my present understanding is absolutely clear. I don't understand everything I read with absolute perfection, do you? There are others who know more than me. There are others who know more than all of us. There's always someone who has received some level of knowledge and understanding that that we individually have just not attained yet. Man, that doesn't discourage me. That makes me want to become a man who can be likewise. Who can be someone who's growing and maturing and I just do not do that to the to the level and the speed if you will that I feel like I should and that's that's just my own disobedience and, and natural man winning out too many times but I do study I do seek the father seek his face and seek his word they are they are the same it, he, he is found in the mysterious pages of his word.
And so I guess I just wanted to, man, I guess I just want to talk about a lot of things, but primarily prime you a little bit. We're going to be talking about Jeroboam. We're going to be talking about the sin of Jeroboam. What was it in summary? What was the deal? What was his problem? What do we see within? We'll talk about the Tower of Babel. We'll talk about the the Babylonian mindset that has infiltrated all of us. So, so I guess just posture yourself to, to just say, you know, Father, reveal this in me. If, if anything that Joel's going to be saying in these upcoming series, these upcoming episodes, just let me see it. That's all I want for my life. And friend, that's all my prayer is for all of us, is that these wicked ways that are in us will just be exposed by the beautiful Word of God for our good. Correction comes for our good. Judgment comes for our good to bring us back in, to bring us back in so that in the end of the age or and or in just the everyday functions of our life, whatever they look like as individual, as it plays out for you and me, that always, I'm sure, looks quite different. May we be found as men who are not lawless, who are not governing ourselves just winging it in Jesus because we're covered in blood and covered in grace and we're just doing the best we can as wretched, sinful, fallen men redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Friend, there's a much higher calling for us to be sanctified, consecrated, holy, set apart, distinguishable people. Offspring. Offspring, man, in the lineage and bloodline of Yeshua forerunner messiah the firstborn of many brethren what a beautiful invitation it is i hope that you know about that invitation and have responded friend not with giving your heart to jesus now but the ezekiel heart exchange reality where you take out well you you present yourself and the father in his awesome miraculous handiwork removes your heart of stone and he gives you one that's made of flesh the only case really where flesh is good in the bible He gives you a heart of flesh that can respond to what? His law, his commands. Where you can be like David and say, I love your law. I love your ways, Yahweh Elohim. I love your ways because without them, I'm nothing. But now I have a heart of flesh. That's the goal, friend. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced a heart exchange where Yeshua the Messiah can dwell and do his work? For the rest of your days. I hope that you have. If you haven't, send us an email, won't you? Podcast at gmail.com or, of course, all over the internet, man. You can connect with people anywhere, anytime, any way you want anymore. But that's the way to do it via email, should you choose. But reach out to us. Let us know where you are, how you're doing, and how we might pray for you. Thank you for listening to the program. Stay tuned for upcoming video episodes. This is the Path to Zion podcast, rediscovering the ancient way. Amen.